Katie Canine here. Yay, you. Yay, us. Yay, yay. Okay, what are we doing? Um, oh, here we are. Okay, how can you tell that a train just went by? Uh, Creating a new joke here. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, how about okay? So this is where I would say because you smell its toot. Ha! Wait, that's good. Is that it? No, that's not it. But that's good. (laughs) That's better. I don't know what you're gonna say, but that's better than it. (laughs) Okay, you ready for this one? Okay, how could you tell a train went by? It left. It it left its tracks. Okay, no, you you smell its toot. It's just way too funny. There we go. Hey, you got another profession there, Dr. Jessica Levy. Yeah, hey, how can people get I a hold of you? I don't think it'll pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> well, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. And there's a lot of, you've got a really nice website because you've got like your favorites and stuff like that. That All the links are right there. The people can just click on them, click on them, click on them. Yeah, learn how to feed raw. Yeah. Learn all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Find animal chiropractor. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Okay, who's I uh, got a question for 651-641-1071. Don't wait to the last minute to call because then you won't get your call in, folks. Okay, who's up? Well, we have Trudy here who's uh, wondering about what diabetes looks like in cats. All right. Hi, Trudy. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. Good. And so how is your cat? How old is your cat? Uh, she is uh, 10 or 11. Okay. And what food do you feed? I feed uh, primal frozen beef and salmon and some grain-free canned. Okay, so you don't feed any dry food at all? No, well, not anymore. You. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> Since I've been listening. Oh, to yay. You. Kudos. I tip my hat to you. Yeah. A lot of people listen, but don't what you know move forward on the information. Okay, so what is your question for Dr. Levy? Well, she's, she drinks a lot of water. She can be lapping at the dish for almost a minute, like 45 seconds, and it's like, where does all that water go? And then and she gets fed uh, 8 or 9 in the morning and, I don't know, 6 or 7 at night. She gets about, uh, well, equivalent to a half a can, either the grain-free or the frozen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, twice a day. Is that, is that like a five and a half ounce can or like a tuna size can? Uh, did you hear that? Yeah. Um, no. Okay. okay. How? What size is the can? You know, like a tuna size can? Tuna size, yeah. Oh, okay. Tuna size can. Okay. So she'll get half in the morning and half at night. Is your cat overweight? No, she's okay. skinny as a rail. Oh, okay. And she would eat all day. Every time in the kitchen, she's begging. Okay. Hmm. And yeah. she has licked the fur off her belly. Uh-huh. Okay. Base of her tail. That's not always part of, uh, well, I don't know. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's anxiety maybe, but. Maybe. Is she the only cat? No. Uh, there's two others. Okay. Okay. Because a lot, a lot of times, you know, licking the fur off is, is a sign of stress. Right. Um, and also does have to do with the diet at times. So you might need to have greater variety in your proteins, possibly. Okay, Once a- she gets mm-hmm. tuna, salmon, and hamburger no. also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so so if you've been feeding the same thing for a long time, like you might have to ditch the fish, uh, especially the tuna and salmon, because they tend to concentrate mercury and other heavy metals. Because they consume other fish. Okay, she yeah, she just gets that once a month a, a little bit. What? 
Um, you know, once in a while you do see um, a cat who's on raw food who becomes diabetic. With one of my cats, I saw it like really when he was very old towards the end of his life. Um, typically what you'll see is uh, that the cats are, you know, drinking a lot more, uh, filling the litter box. So uh, lots of urine. And when you clean the litter box, a lot of times you can tell that the urine is actually sticky. Because oh. yeah, because of the sugar that's in it. Ooh. Okay. Um, so it depends, though. Um, you know, drinking more uh, with weight loss. You know, this can be a sign of a lot of different conditions in cats. Uh, and so that's where I would say I would never, honestly, I would never diagnose a cat with diabetes just based on the um, history. Nice. Okay. Like you have to get blood tests and urine tests done to see what's going on. Right. A blood test is recommended. I'm sure. Yes. And yeah. then also, what about because the cat's so thin? And is always hungry. What about an overactive thyroid? Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, there's there's lots of things that can look the same. So in cats, pretty much like the five main things that can go wrong with cats, right? Liver disease, kidney disease, diabetes, hyperthyroidism, cancer, all kind of look the same. Oh, okay. And so that's where you end up having to do some diagnostics. I've looked at cats and thought, oh, for sure this cat's in kidney failure. Nope, turns out it was diabetic. I've looked at one and said, ah, this one's definitely hyperthyroid. Nope, turns out it had kidney disease. So, <laughs> so that kind of thing I would say don't, you know, it's, don't mess it's, with it. yeah, it's worth doing the diagnostic yep. test instead of just starting to randomly go down roads trying to fix something. Yep. And then months later you find out that it was something else all along. Now, I know in dogs, is it the same when they draw blood in cats? You have to ask for the thyroid test. It's not part of the uh, uh, blood work. You have to yeah, ask for it's the thyroid. It's probably done more commonly in cats. Okay. And that's the kind of thing where, you know, whatever vet, whoever does the physical exam, it, they're probably the best ones to say, this, this is the kind of testing that we should do. Okay. And there's oodles of different tests available. So then you have to, you know, look at the price and stuff right. like that. Because the thing is, is that if they say, okay, we're going to draw blood for a blood profile, uh-huh. make sure you ask, does that include a thyroid test? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. D- don't assume. I, w- I would think, though, like for any cat with weight loss, it very but, likely yeah, would be Yeah, I still would ask. Included. You know, sometimes yep. everybody's busy, you know, and now, now we've got to draw blood again, bring the cat back again. I want right. everything taken care right. of right the, now. the thing that I see that gets skipped the most often is the urinalysis. Uh-huh. And really trying to diagnose any of these things without a urinalysis is, it's like you're missing part a of piece. the information. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the, hopefully that will help you out. Yeah, Okay. sure. I wasn't so, thinking about thyroid, but loss of weight for sure. Yep, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. What's a coat like? Is the coat kind of dull? No, not at all. She's okay. very healthy. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about shedding other than her licking? Um, I, well, there's two other cats. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, a little hard to tell, but nothing is falling out. Okay, how many litter boxes do you have? Uh, five. Oh, I'm impressed. Boy, you are a good mama. <laughs> Very yeah, good mama. I've listened to you and, and come to your classes many oh, over the past 30 years. Oh, cool. Well, well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And for cats, a lot of times I recommend um, leaving out uh, coconut oil and butter um, just so that they have a source of fat readily available to them. Oh, uh, adding it to her food? Yep. No, just leaving it out on a dish. And oh, them. okay. That way the cats can eat as much of it as they need. Um, without, you know, God forbid, adding something to their food, and then they don't like it. Now they won't eat that food anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you don't want to do that. Yeah. She has licked a little bit of the heavy whipping cream I have here. She really likes that. So. <laughs> oh, sure. So try butter, you know, just butter. as a, okay. as a nice, do. absorbable form of fat. Yeah, sure. I put it on the paws. 
I've got to cut, you know, because, like, yeah. you know, I've tried something. What she said, leave it on there. And they're like, walk. So butter, I said, okay. Butter I'll, will work. Yeah, I said, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put it on your paw. You'll get, get it off of there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I just leave a dish out, you know, on the countertop where the dogs can't get to it. Uh, okay. oh, a little bit of coconut oil, a little bit of butter. That's what's happening. <laughs> I have left the butter dish out and kind of wondered what happened to yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> they love butter, but then you got to pay attention. They don't get the rums. Okay, yeah. So. <laughs> right, right. And that's the thing. Like, if you know that your cat is lactose intolerant then obviously you can't do that but don't yeah, yeah but most cats will do well with it okay cool and just kind of that helps them keep weight on helps keep their coats in good condition okay cool okay okay good Th- thanks for the call i greatly appreciate it mm-hmm. thanks you Bye. betcha oh, look at that couple cat calls <laughs> that's funny huh cat calls <laughs> <laughs> i just got that <laughs> <laughs> remember we're doing our own dad jokes here Oh, we're doing great. We're doing great. Yes, we are. Okay. This animal can run just as fast backwards as it can forwards. Okay. Is it a, now don't start laughing, naked mole rat, a chicken, a hippo, or a penguin? We'll be back. Hey. Thanks for listening. I always like to thank you guys for spending your Sunday afternoons with me. Remember, next Sunday, that will not be a live show because it's Fourth of July weekend. Okay. This animal can run just as fast backwards as it can forward. It's a naked mole rat, a chicken, a hippo, or a penguin? The uh, mole rat. I know. Like, what other choice is there? Yeah, well, that's true. Gotta be the naked mole but rat. But I've never heard of a naked mole rat. And so I just. Now you have. Oh, okay. they're really they're really fast diggers. I also think about that, like because they're specialized in digging, so they have to be able to go backwards because they oh, can't turn true. around. Oh, look at you! Boy, is that the right answer? Yeah, that's a naked mole rat. Now I want to. That's not a very funny joke, though. <laughs> not, it wasn't a joke. It was trivia. <laughs> it was a joke. How many times you it threw it a trivia? Threw it a trivia question. There. I'll tell the stepladder joke I, again I if you're not careful. Yeah, even the stepladder joke. <laughs> There you go. I don't know, Valley. Ellie, have you heard the stepladder joke? I feel like yes. I feel like yes, it was the yeah. last time okay. we were okay. in, I got the stepladder joke. I have a really good memory, but it's very short. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, you're not missing out. I'm on like a whole week cycle for my <laughs> retention. There you go. Okay, who's up next there, ma'am? Well, next up, we have Sarah, who uh, wants some advice on detoxing her dog from heartworm medication. All righty then. Hi, Sarah. Hello. How are you doing? Hello? Yeah, are you there? Hello? Hi, hi, hi. Hey, yep, we can hear you. So, so, yeah, so my dog, unfortunately, is going through the heartworm treatment. He just got his first round of shots. Um, But obviously, it's really hard on his body. And I'm just wondering, once he's done, is there anything I should be doing to help, like, detoxify his body? Or will it all just kind of leave naturally? Okay, first of all, what kind of dog? a bully a bully pick uh, pit mix but more bully I think. about I'm how many bully. how many pounds he's uh 57 okay so i is he he has he tested positive for heartworm and yeah he's, and, he's, and so he's got his first injection shot and we're in the first 30 days right now okay and so what are you doing to support his health while this is happening uh Oh, I don't know. Is there other things that I I wasn't really told anything, just mostly just kind of keep him in a kennel and hang out with him? 
Okay, yeah, there are definitely things that you should be doing now to help his body recover, and then you can certainly do more detoxy stuff at the end. Okay. So what I would do for a dog with heartworm, I would use um, a supplement called Standard Process Canine Cardiac Support. Okay. Um, I would use uh, Coenzyme Q10, which you, Coenzyme Q10, okay. which you can buy at any health food store. I would okay. use Boswellia to help reduce inflammation. Okay. He does have like a, I mean, they did put him on steroids, mm-hmm. which I guess is technically supposed to help him with the inflammation, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. Those two aren't going to necessarily interfere with each other. And okay. you might get better effect without side effects. Okay. Um, and then mm-hmm. kind of, I guess, then once he's done with his treatment, like it's mm-hmm. probably just going to naturally leave his body after a certain time or like do I have well, there, to worry about like, Yeah, I mean, th- there's other things that you can do. At the same time, I would also uh, put him on a balanced raw food diet so that you yeah, get rid of the- 100% raw. Okay, good. Um, and I would make sure that he's on... Um, a probiotic that has an enzyme in it. So, enzyme? Okay. yeah, so your options are something like Animal Essentials makes one called Plant Enzymes and Probiotics. Okay. You could also use HerbSmith Microflora Plus. That is a probiotic and an enzyme combo. Okay. And, uh, and I would probably put him on a fish oil supplement as well. Yeah, he does have, um, well, he gets like fish toppers. Like um, smelts or like anchovies occasionally. Does that count or? Yeah, just, you know, something you can do every day. Yeah. Okay. So, so on the days when you do those things, then you don't have to, you know, give the fish oil. Yeah. And then like, I guess, what is your opinion on like, obviously I don't want to do this treatment ever again. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of like, they always say that the mosquito up here in Minnesota, like their life cycle isn't long enough like it is in the South because he's originally from the South mm-hmm. and their mosquitoes are, I guess, worse than ours. So, I mean, do you still recommend the heartworm medication or is there like other natural things that you would suggest? There are natural things that you can do. So one of those things is made by a company called Amber Naturals and it's Naturals. Amber? Amber, A-M-B-E-R, Amber Naturals, and the Naturals ends with a Z, of course. Um, (laughs) And they have a product called HWF, as in Frank, Clean Heart. And that can also be used, I use it as a natural treatment for heartworm disease, and you can also use it to help prevent heartworms. Um, and, And, you know, and some people choose to use the heartworm preventives like heart guard or interceptor and those are actually relatively low toxicity so if okay. you want to use that's that a, yeah, that's the future, what i'm wondering because i don't really like flea and tick i think there's plenty of alternatives but yeah. i was like the heart guard one i'm i'm a little less sure of just because right the healing process is just so it's just so much <laughs> right uh, i got a bit of uh, a trivia for you um, I had a puppy class. I had a guy that came to class, and he asked me, we were talking about heartworms and such, he asked me what mosquito carried the heartworm. I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was going to have the answer the next week. Sure I did. He comes up and he says the the mosquito that carries the heartworm is basically non-existent in North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. And so oh, the thi- okay. And so that is true. And so the, the thing is, is that down south, they have a... 
deluge of that particular type of yeah. uh, of mosquito. So it's an act. Not every mosquito carries heartworm. There's a oh, certain okay. mosquito. I really thought it was like any mosquito. No, okay. No, there's a oh, certain. No, no. Yeah, it's a, yeah. There's a certain mosquito that carries the heartworm. And like I say, yeah. he found out that in North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan, it's basically not there. They're here. But they're not oh. nothing nearly right, right, right. like it is down okay. south. Yeah, here they're you know far and few between. They're outcompeted by the yes, mosquitoes by the that are more native. To yeah, this and area. that's why it seems like yeah. every dog that comes from up down south has heartworm because yeah, it, be, just running around in the field. Yep. So I'm mean, just feasting yep. on. See, <laughs> the interesting fact too about that is also is that uh, I think it was like two years ago, or whatever. A certain channel that won't be named, but anyway, came out and said that California number one in treating heartworm and number two is Minnesota for treating heartworm. And so I'm like, but and I'm yelling at the TV, right? Like, wait a minute, <laughs> for how many of those dogs that were treated was Minnesota right. dogs, right? Because yeah. California and and Minnesota are the two main rescue states for dogs from Dow South. So yes, yeah, we we, we are treating a lot of heartworm, but it's yeah. not as dogs that are brought in from out state, right. not dogs that live here in Minnesota yeah. that get it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better because I was like I was wondering about the mosquito, but now that I know it's not every mosquito. No. Like, right. And I so then I'm not so paranoid. Right. Yeah. So, so the other thing that I would do because this dog has come through a rescue. So along mm-hmm. with the canine cardiac support, I would use standard process canine enteric support mm-hmm. to build the intestinal lining, fix leaky gut, kind of repair your background mechanisms. And then oh, when you're okay. done with those two and when you're done with the heartworm treatment, then I would use standard process canine hepatic support and canine okay. renal support. And that will okay. detox your liver and kidneys and then that'll be like the post-treatment detox, and then you'll be done. Is that like a forever life thing, or no, maybe no, like no, no. a couple months? After, uh, uh, no, like these these things while. do what they're supposed to do, and then you're detoxed and you're finished. You're done. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So okay. Um, if you need information about how to get the standard process supplements, just email me through my website. Okay. Awesome. This is really great information, you guys. Thank you. You, be- you bet. Have a great day. Yeah. Thanks for the call. <laughs> bye bye. Good. Yeah, like I said, uh, what mosquito, Not and a lot of people think that every mosquito that they see carries, you know, the the heartworm. No, there's certain ones. And then the same with, like, the tick disease. Every tick does not carry a disease. Some carry the tick, you know, disease, and some don't. You know, like anisplasmosis, you know, Lyme, um, heartworm. No, not the wrong right. one. Um, although, although it does kind of make me laugh that people are so hysterical about Lyme disease, and I always tell people... There are other diseases that are carried by ticks. Come on, there's all sorts of things we can get. Yep. yep. Rocky Mountain spotted fever, yep. anaplasmosis, Ehrlichia, Babesia. Oh, uh, lucky us. I know. Babesia is a really nasty disease you don't want to get. Oh. Probably just not as common as Lyme disease. And see, what I get, what I don't understand is that then, and we, you know, for us, we can get these diseases. Mm-hmm. And so why aren't we like, bubble wrapping or double taping so that the you know the ticks can't get on us but we're so concerned if a tick gets on a dog well i guess because you know the dog's going to potentially bring it into the house or something like that but then also aren't we supposed to be spraying ourselves with deet or deep woods off or something like Not that me. Or, i don't use that no i wouldn't either but no Wonderside. i use Wonderside. i like the lemongrass mm-hmm. smell i use the essential oil blend from blissful dog okay that's also i don't know where Wonderside is made blissful dog is made in minnesota Okay. That's uh, you know, a bunch of pure uh, organic okay. essential oils. 
Oh, blissfuldog.com. <laughs> I am not sure, but they come to the state veterinary conference and they have really awesome products. They also make a nose butter, like for the dogs whose noses get dry Sunbury, and cracked. Oh and, <laughs> and then they make um, like a, a, a cleaning spray, like a gentle spray for dogs who have those deep facial folds. Oh, Do you know yeah. how many people wipe their dog's facial folds just with a paper towel or a dry washcloth? Oh, never thought with that. water. Wow. I, I can't even blow my nose with that stuff. Right. It hurts. <laughs> oh, exactly. And so I always tell people, like, use coconut oil. Like, there you go. There don't, you go. yeah, use something smooth. We see that uh, on TV. It's called Poof. P O O P H. Poof. Mm-mm. Okay. It's supposed to take the stink out of anything. It's totally natural. The guy will spray it in his mouth and it takes care of any something of skunk smell. You know, here, smell Whoa. this. You know, spoof, poof, it's gone. They huh. use that for the folds of dogs uh, because it's totally natural. So they can use it, you know, oh, on your skin products and stuff. But yeah, so that's poof.com is what it is. I haven't seen it or tried it, but uh, the commercial looks doggone good. So anyway, okay. Why was the mushroom invited to lots of parties? Why was the mushroom invited to lots of parties? And this took everything for me to read because I hate mushrooms. But anyway. Summer training is now in session at the YMCA with free fitness assessments from certified personal trainers to prep you for adventures like that three-hour group kayak tour you signed up for. Guys, hey, wait up. Join the Y today and boost your summer stamina. I can't feel my arms. It's getting dark. Join at ymcanorth.org. Get help, Mr. Loon. Get help. Hello. Thank you for tuning into the KDK9 show. And we can take one more question if you got one, 651-641-1071. We're going to be talking now about car sickness, too. So, But if you got, we can probably sneak in one more question before we're at the end here, okay? Why was the mushroom invited to lots of parties? This is an old one. Is it? He's a he's a fun guy. Yeah. Oh, fun guy to be with. Yeah, that's nice, I heard that. What nice. about the the mushroom that walks into a bar? Ah, <laughs> that's a good one. Look at you. Look at ding ding ding, <laughs> ding ding ding. Okay, sounds good. Fun guy to be with you. <laughs> okay, uh, here we go. Da 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 da. Car sickness. Now, usually, what I tell people is that. Start with um, uh, ginger that you cook with. Take mm-hmm. a pinch of ginger you cook with and start mixing it once a day into your dog's food because ginger settles the stomach. Okay, Like the powdered? Powdered ginger. Yeah. Okay. And so then anyway, so do that and then get triple ginger ginger snaps from Trader Joe's. And then before, like 15 minutes, half hour before you're going to go give them a, a ginger snap. We're actually, my, meeting, you know, my dogs eat it not according to taste, but according to smell. So by putting that pinch of ginger in, they're getting used to that smell of ginger. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then um, uh, then you can start using the ginger snaps. And I tell people you can make your own ginger snaps. Go to ginger snap recipe. Mix the sugar. Okay. And add extra ginger. And you can make your own ginger snaps if you want. You don't have to go buy them. Like triple ginger ginger snaps. All right. And so that will it will help. And then start with short car rides. You go down the, uh, the driveway and back again. And yay, we're done. Out the door we go. Don't rev them up and get them excited to go in and don't get them excited, you know, when you get out. And then the thing is, then, okay, then you go down the block, a block, and then turn around, come back. Do short little trips and slowly start extending it because the more that the dog can go for a ride and not get green in the gills, then, um, 
that they'll be able to deal with it and, and things will start stabilizing out. Mm-hmm. But you can't just give the ginger a snaps and go on a 10-hour road trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So your thoughts. Um, a lot of times I have people use, and it's like for, for car sickness kind of thing. Um, it, car anxiety can sometimes be a different kind of animal. Okay, yeah, that's true. So, that's true. Um, so I'll, I have people use this regardless because a lot of times like we don't know if the dog is anxious because they're feeling sick or right. because like or you the know the truck's going by yeah. or making them woozy or something like that. They might not necessarily barf or drool or something like right. that. Uh, a lot of times I'll have people use Highlands um, motion sickness tablets. Highlands is H-Y-L-A-N-D apostrophe S. It's a homeopathic pharmacy. And their motion sickness tablets is a combination of, I think, four different homeopathic remedies. That works awesome. Okay. So I that's what I take, like, for um, plane rides that possibly involve turbulence. Okay. Or, you know, when I go anyplace with my family, I end up having to sit in the back seat of the car. <laughs> also not my favorite place. Um, and if you can't find that, maybe you can find the homeopathic remedy, Coculus Indicus. Coculus is C O C C. U-L-U-S as in Sam. Coculus Indicus 30C is like the number one remedy for vertigo, dizziness, the nausea that comes with vertigo. And so sometimes that alone is enough. And basically what I do with either of those, uh, take you know one or two tablets in the morning, take another tablet or two right before you remedies, get in the car. Those little white capsules? I mean, we little like pebbles? Or, or tablets, little white tablets. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they're made, they're just, they're homeopathic remedies. They're made the same way. So take a couple in the morning, take a couple right before you get in the car, or uh, sometimes I do it like, you know, as the plane is taking off, and then you will have smooth sailing. sailing. <laughs> There's also that um, that Nomo Nausea band, that relief band that I talked about yep. earlier. I had yep. somebody come in with that. That worked great for them. Uh, Rescue Remedy uh, works for a lot of dogs. Rescue Remedy, you can buy it at any health food store. It is a combination of the top five flower essences for health, for stress and anxiety and what you do with a uh, dog or a cat you can put a drop on the inside of the ear flap oh so you don't have to try to put it in their mouth okay the regular rescue remedy is made with alcohol which means it tastes bad Mm -hmm. so you can put a drop inside the ear flap you can also put a couple of drops in your hands rub your hands together pet their face okay it also comes in a little pump spray so you can spray the inside of the carrier spray the inside of your car i've not seen the pump spray Oh yeah, mm. they have it at Canine Crossing too. Oh, and so so those kinds of things, you know, and it it's, it just decreases stress and anxiety. So in the homeopathy school, we used to use it for exams. We would have the pump spray and kind of mist ourselves before <laughs> an exam. It works great. Wow. Um, so you can use things like that. I will say, like to some extent, like really long car rides. One of the biggest things that I see is dogs who are nauseous on the road. Like if you're driving from Minnesota to Florida. Okay. Yep. That is a long ride, and my suggestion has become either don't feed the dog while you're on the road. Okay. Because a lot of times they just feel better. Yeah. Instead of having a belly full because they ate that morning, they didn't know they were going in the car. Next thing you know, it's five hours later, and they're like, stop at the next rest stop and let me out. Yeah, really. Um, And so, or if if they still want to eat, if they still seem okay, or if they're very young, I would say at the very least, half rations. You know, half the normal amount. Mm-hmm. And if you're on the road and you stop for an overnight or something like that, and the dog does not want to eat, leave them Damn alone. alone. They'll be fine not eating for two or three days until you get to your destination. 
don't worry about it. Yeah. People just get too weaked out when the dog, oh, my dog eating breakfast. Well, what's he, is, what's he like? Is he lethargic? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Is he, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. not himself or is he himself? Oh, he seems himself. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't hit the patent butter then, you know? Yeah. Especially when it's hot. When it's really, really, really yes. hot. Dogs want to drink more water than they do want to eat. Yeah. So if they cut back when it's super hot, don't hit the panic button. Right. Because Right. But then I would say, like, even, like, proactively, feed them less. Yes. If, you're, no, if you know you're heading out for, you know, you're driving from here to Arizona, don't feed them their full breakfast, even if they seem like they're okay. Right. Right. So you can always feed them when you get there. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. There you go. I had, I had a little yawning moment there. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, so between, um, you know, like I say, ginger and then what we just talked about now, you know, and once we always say what works for one dog may not work for another. Right. So you just got to kind of get this worked out before. And right. then two, now let's say your, your dog is restless in the car. Okay, mm-hmm. whereas they're pacing, they're <laughs> right. Okay. If, it's, if it's real, like car anxiety, yeah, yeah, that's like not, that kind of thing. not sickness, is right? It? Yeah. So okay. no, number one, I would say, put the dog in a crate. Yeah, cover it. But another thing too is that sometimes if you rev the dog up for the car, want to go for a car ride? Want to go for a car ride? Let's go for a car ride. You get the all dog all nutsy. Okay, the dog jumps in there. Okay, we're going, we're going. Let's move it. Let's move it. Okay, you just caught, wound the dog up for that ride. What you're going to do, bring the dog to the car, ask him to sit, say wait, open the car door. Dog can't jump in until you say car up in. You want the dog, if the dog tries to leap in, ah, wrong. Sit, shut the door, try it again, wait, open the car door. Okay, and so then when the, you can see the dog is like looking at you like, okay, what are we going to do? Well, you can actually see they're calm. Now just calmly say, hop in. So you, he's going in the car calmly. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, when a dog comes out of the house, if they come whipping past you, they're revved up. Okay, let's go for the walk. Let's go for the dog. Should it not ever go through that door? Wait, you go through the door and then very calmly, let's go. The dog, but you have to help the dog realize that being nuts doesn't get him what he wants the walk or the car ride. Okay, same thing now. Okay, we went on the car ride. Now we get home or where, whatever. Okay, when you go to open that door before you say, wait, okay, open that door. And that dog, if you even shovel, you know, the shoulders shift like, I'm coming. You slam the door. Wrong. Wait. Open the car door. Okay, you want the dog to just sit there like, what are we going to do now? Okay, when you can see the dog is calm, then it's just very calmly, hook your leash on before you get out of the car. And then say, let's go. But you be what you want the dog to be. Okay, don't let him jump in and out at high speed because that's the way what's going to happen in the car. He's going to be nuts in the car. Okay, now let's say now you're working on that. He's getting better on that. And you're going to see a huge difference. And your calmness in the car makes huge. So then what you're going to do, just uh-uh, just settle, just settle. If he's picking up like trying to chase cars or people as, you know, get your spray bottle, fill it with water, set it on stream, and just ah. Uh, blast as he's like going to chase the car from one end of the car to the other car, you know, ah, wrong. Okay. Leave it. Whatever. Okay. And then, like I say, some dog, some cars, they can have kennels. Kennels are awesome. And, but some people aren't teaching their dogs to kennel. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to put them in the kennel in the car if they're not kennels already, you know, so you got to make sure the dog is kennel trained. So he's going to be okay right. to be in the kennel. And then also too, you've got to remember that with the kennel, is that, let's say you would have made it fine through that accident had the kennel not came and hit you in the head. <laughs> you got to make sure that the kennel is anchored somehow. Whether you, you know, drill a hole in the bottom of the kennel or you seat belted in or whatever, make sure that it's, you know, it's... Right. 
Yeah, my understanding is that there's a there's a brand called Ruffland. Okay. R u f f l a n d, and those kennels have like the best crash test. Oh, gosh. Ratings. Good. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I think sometimes too, like especially on really hot days, because what I see with my car is that like the air conditioning is not. Like the, the the back might get might be cooler than it would be otherwise, but okay. because I have the dog kind of like facing the back of the car. Okay. And so a friend of mine has um like a battery operated fan Ooh, okay. that is set up and like tied down. It's secure. Okay. So that it's blowing into the kennel. Oh, nice. Because the air conditioning might not. You know, you, like, you know how the people in the back seat, they're, yeah. they're never getting enough heat. Yeah. They're never getting enough never air can. conditioning. <laughs> yeah. I can't hear the radio back there. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. Just oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Just to help dogs on hot days. Oh, and another one of my clients told me about this thing called Waggle. Waggle? Waggle. W E A G G L E. This is a, like a thermometer that you set up in the back of your car where the dogs are, and it syncs with your phone. Ooh. And that way, you know. With the temperature, it, like there. it'll alarm you if yeah. it's getting too hot in the back of your wow, car. Wow, that's nice. And so this is like you know for people who like what if you're going to ki- your kid's baseball game or something like that, and you think well the dog will be in the crate in the back of the car, but we'll open the, you know, park in the shade, open the back. Yep. The waggle will tell you if it really is cool enough back there for the dog. Oh, is that ever interesting? God, technology. Mm-hmm. I just can't roll with that. I don't know. What could I say? Oh, okay. oh, come on. You have a smartphone. Uh, yeah, and I don't know how to use it. <laughs> I just found out how to get voicemails. Hey, I had to teach her how to read her Google reviews. She yeah. had like, so many nice reviews in there. <laughs> One step at a time. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, where, let's see, where are cars most likely to get a flat tires? Where are cars most likely to get flat tires? It no. And <laughs> a story. <laughs> Hardcore, not coming back. <laughs> Never mind. So hopeful. <laughs> okay, where are cars more likely to get a flat tire? Uh, driving somewhere fun, in my experience. <laughs> far, far, as far as possible from the nearest tire repair place. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, me too. Or at the forks in the road. Ha! <laughs> Yeah, forks will get you. The forks in the road is where tires most likely get a flat tire. <laughs> that up, <laughs> boom. All right. Last call. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, do we, we did car stages. We did that. So remember, you can listen to this uh, all uh, and uh, mytalk1071.com. Go to my show page, and uh, Ellie will get that up and going. And remember, next Sunday, I'm, this is not a live show. It is a uh, best of because it's... Fourth of July. Yeah, we got vacation. Yeah, else. Okay, who's up? Well, so we have Mary, whose cat has been eating a lot of her dog's food. Ooh. Well, actually, it's not my cat. Okay. It's my girlfriend's new uh, new dog. Yeah. She inherited because of a death. Okay. So the dog is twelve years old. Okay. And has teeth issues. Okay. So the dog eats, you know, wet food, moistened down food, etc. Her cat is 11 and always ate hard food. Well, now the cat is eating all the dog's food. Okay. And nothing against my girlfriend. I've got my opinions. But she's like, well, the cat likes the dog food, so I'm just letting her eat it. (laughs) 
Uh, the better thing, I'll say something, and then Dr. Levy can also uh, chime in. Number one, um, uh, she should nix the dry food for her cat anyway because it's not good the, the good for them. Remember, cats came from the desert. They can't drink yep, enough yep. water okay, to compensate for the dry matter. So she should get into grain-free canned food for the cat. And then the dog, as far as eating the dog, they should be set, fed two separate places. And then when everybody's done eating, the bowls get picked up, so there's no way that the cat can eat the dog's food. You understand? Well, because it's different nutrition, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because the cat protein is high, super high in protein compared to dog protein. But the big thing is, is that if you just fed the dog in one room and the cat in another room, when they get done eating, open the doors, wash the bowls to the next time, and you already took care of the problem of stealing from each other. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Yep. And she thinks it's just okay. No. But keep in mind. But the big thing is, is, yeah, because it is a cat. (laughs) How much protein... How much higher is the cat? That's why a lot of dogs eat cat, uh, kitty treats out of the litter box. Yeah, out of the box. Right, and, right, right. But that's a lot of times, that's when the cats are fed dry food because it's a carbohydrate-laden yes. goodie. Right, and then also, too, that it, because it's, it's such a high protein, you know, by the time the cat processes it, there's a lot of leftover. <laughs> yeah, if you look at the yeah. raw foods, like the, the raw foods made for dogs are typically 80% protein, yeah. and the cats are 95% protein. protein. Right, yeah. And so that's why yeah. they need that protein, the cat does. So it's not okay for the dog, her, the, the cat to eat the dog food, but she should also do and better. that's f- what I tell her, and I don't have dogs anymore. Okay. I used mm-hmm. to have shepherds. Yeah. Now I just have my three cats. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Number that's why I called to ask because I'm like, yeah. you know, there's a total difference between the protein and cat food versus Right. Well, and I, I guess one of you know one of the risks that you could think of, especially if this is processed food and not raw, if it's canned or God forbid kibble, it is. It's canned. Then the dog food is not going to contain enough taurine for a cat. They'll get sick. Yeah, they'll get heart disease. So taurine is an essential amino acid for dogs and cats, but cats need more of it, and so cat foods are manufactured to contain higher levels of taurine. Well, and that's ironic that you said that because the cat just went in for blood test mm-hmm. and came back with heart disease. <laughs> How about that? Well, look at that. <laughs> well, he you were you were right, and she is wrong. So yeah. you win, <laughs> as you can tell. This is the podcast of this, but that okay. is good. What a nice friend you are, though, is to yeah. make her realize that you're I'm not. It's not healthy for the cat. Realize it's like cats and dogs are two different things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So one meows and one barks. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you know the difference. But like I said, but have her, like I say, listen to the podcast. So it's not coming from you; it's coming from a holistic vet and me. Oh, <laughs> but, but, I, I but, could tell her anything, and she won't listen anyway. Yeah, okay, but that's why what you got to do is you put. Hey, you got to listen to this. So you just go to the podcast. Yeah. You get the last uh, fifteen minutes uh, of the podcast. You know, um, quarter to one, and have it. Can you please just listen to this? And they go, and then you you didn't say a thing. You just asked her to listen. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Okay. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank enjoy you. Enjoy your weekend off. You too. We'll miss you. Oh, thank you. Have thank a good you. one. Bye bye. Yeah. What are you going up north there, Miss Ellie? Oh yeah. I uh, I've been needing some cabin time. I'm gonna go do some property maintenance. Make sure the docks are where they're supposed to be. And <laughs> enjoy my time up there. Oh, yeah. And they go. Is it'll be a four day or? Yeah, well, I got to be back in town on uh, Friday, it seems, and then I'm probably going straight back up. Oh, really? uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I get paid to do some, you know, land maintenance and stuff up there, so okay. I'll, 
I'll try to stay up there as long as I can, but, you know, I'm only four and a half hours away if you need me. (laughs) (laughs) Only? Yeah. You you know, at the drive, it gets easy. And a lot of people, they, like, are looking at cabins and stuff and for, like, you know, they want to buy cabins. And they're like, well, I don't want to go more than two hours away. And I'm like, go three and you'll get a lot better deals. And... Yeah, easier to find a vet. Um, yeah, you go north. Yeah, it is. Our it is. our vets in Ely, they're yeah. great. Oh, those guys. I I mm-hmm. worked not worked. He worked. They gave. Uh, yeah, a friend of mine's dog. They tried to save, and it, the the surgery was phenomenal. But Katie wanted to try it. She just you know because she had dog had cancer, but it, it was all over. Oh, and yeah. the vet said, you know, oh, we'll try, but I don't think he's going to make it through because it's pretty advanced. And they made it, you know, they, he made it through the surgery, and then Katie went to to go, uh, you know, say her how-do's, you know, was just coming out of the anesthesia, and she got a hug and kiss him and blah, 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 blah. but then uh, two hours later he died. And so, but the, the vet said it was such an extensive surgery. Yeah, that's a hard so, choice to make. Yep. But the is. Ely vets, they are fantastic. Yes. And I'll just say this, for it seems like vets in the Twin Cities... It seems like a lot a lot of people are more hesitant to drive three hours yes. than they are to wait a week yeah. to get their their animal seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. No, that's I a good know. point. Yeah, and that's something. They're very good. Yeah, because I tell people, you know, go, because a lot of vets now are not taking new clients. Yeah. And so it's like, well, good gravy, people. And so the thing is, is that then go outside of the circle, you know, go to Hudson, mm-hmm. go to Amory, go to Princeton, you know, get, yeah. and the further up you go. And also, too, I'm sorry to say, but the cost is gets cheaper the farther out oh, you go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. And even what well, they the surgery they did, they would have probably Katie probably would have paid five, six thousand dollars for the surgery here in the cities. And they charge you twelve hundred. So twelve hundred for that. What What year was that? That was probably about now six years ago, seven years ago. Wow, that's still that's yeah yeah yeah. So it was it was a uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, so everybody, make sure though be be mindful of the dogs. I would start whatever you want now, like today, the the calming stuff. So you're building it up into the dog system, so that when Fourth of July, because there's going to be nutheads out there that are going to be oh people start crap early. out you yeah, know so yeah. so start early don't just don't wait till like the night you know july 3rd you know do it early so that and then remember don't pamper don't oh there there it's okay okay give your dog something to do play games teach tricks give them a raw bone to, ch- to chew on the whole thing is to try to redirect them if you got a basement i always put gilligan in the basement shut all the doors turn on a fan that fan with the white noise that Mm-hmm. You know, put some noise in there. I'd watch a movie a little at a higher volume than I normally do. You know, and, and that that helped him lots. Just lots. You're not going to take the total edge off of some dogs, but at least you can see they're a little bit more comfortable. So what do you have, your thoughts? I think those are all great ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget about CBD. Yeah, the CBD oil. Yeah, leave them alone in a room with the KDK9 podcast turned on blast. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. But, uh, yeah, so just be mindful this weekend. And please, please, folks, remember, I got in my soapbox a couple weeks about this. Don't bring your dogs to events, okay? They have to negotiate strollers, feet, other dogs. And, and all the, the, it's, you get down on all fours and walk the crowd, and if you're willing to do that, you know, on your, all four of your feet, then you do fine. Bring the I dog. I watch four okay. dog fights almost just break out. Yep. Just mm. working at an event last weekend. Yep. And so that's why, like mm. I said, I, I, uh, I, yeah. I, yeah, I was talking to a friend about like, you know, socializing my puppy and having her meet more people. And she was like, you know, take her to pride. And I was like, you know, I think about something like that. I think there's going to be, you know, loud music and horns blaring and people yelling and what? Like I, I wanted to meet people in a, 
calm, happy environment, yes. not not have a meltdown because right. I'm sitting in a like park a... on a quiet day. You'll find a lot less people in a park on a quiet day. Yep, there you go. And that's mm-hmm. the thing, though, is to uh, uh, if dogs don't do events, folks, and don't tell me that your dog is happy to do it. He's looking at you like, can we go home now? How about now? Can we go home now? Okay. And a lot of dog, people are having doing things. They're not forgetting about looking at the dog. Where the dog now is is the tongue is like way out of his mouth. His head is really low. It's hot because you know that's there's less air flowage down at the dog's level when you got a lot of crowd going right. on. And as a client said to me, if you would not walk on the pavement barefoot because it's too hot. It is too hot for your dog. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And so, but people don't think of that. It's, oh, you got feet. Boy, you don't want to see burnt pads. Uh, that uh, slow healing process when, mm-hmm. when dogs burn their pads. So, well, Dr. Levy, thank you so much for joining us. And how can they get a hold of you? Through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. And Ellie, as always, awesome job. So we'll, you, we'll see you what, in two weeks? Yeah, and all uh, you guys, now you got time to train your dogs. Work on going through the door first. Work on sitting on the leash and ignoring the dog. Have fun with the dog. Teach tricks. Have a great one.